right, this is the Big Kids Show. I am your host, Nick, and with me, I have, of course, two of the OG squad. There's actually only three in the OG squad, so it's silly that I even say that every (laughs) But we got Mr. B, and we got Sweetwater Mark, your favorites, joining me here once again for another trip down memory lane. That's right. Let's all be big kids together and celebrate this big beautiful wonderful life that we all share today on the big kids show we got something that i know that every one of you out there has pondered maybe you've thought about this in secret maybe you've addressed this with some of your big kid friends today we are going to address it together we are going to be talking about movies that should have had a sequel and we are going to give you the reasons why we're going to sell it to you mr spielberg and make that movie (laughs) before the end of this year that's right and you know what we're all hoping for a big budget right we know that we're hoping for a big budget big blockbuster so top three today top three movies that should have had a sequel big kids just a reminder please like and subscribe and you know what go Make a little extra effort. Would it be too much to ask that you make a little extra effort? <laughs> Tell somebody that you know and love that you listen to the Big Kid Show and they should join the Big Kid Club. All right. Thank you to everybody out for out there for tuning in to us this week and every week. We love you. Follow us on Twitter at the Big Kid Show. Sweetwater Mark. <laughs> You are a sweet talker, my friend, and that's why you will be up first to tell us and deliver to us on a silver platter. What is your number three movie that you believe should have a sequel? And this is the start of the new movie, gentlemen. It should have happened. It didn't happen. Actually, the way this movie ended, I don't know how it didn't happen. Dick Tracy. Warren Beatty. Yeah. Good Tracy. The end of the movie. They're in the coffee shop. He's sitting with the kid. And all of a sudden, the sirens go by and the kid runs out and he says, Tracy, come on. We got to go. We got to go get him. And they run out and they get in the car and they drive off to go. Who fucking knows what they go do? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows what they go do, right? Nobody. Good call, buddy. That's a perfect pick. Yeah. Dick Tracy, to me, would have been a shoe-in for a a sequel. And, you know, when I was working with the research team, man, props to our – I know they take a lot of crap from us, but props to the research team. I said – Okay, there obviously was a lot of villains in the Dick Tracy movie. Not all of them made it through the movie, right? Does that leave us anybody? Is there anybody else in the Dick Tracy universe that, you know, would would even be around for a sequel? These guys, these guys, they gave me a list of, I shit you not, uh, let's (laughs) say 70 plus villains from the Dick Tracy realm. I don't even know who the majority of these guys are. And I'll be honest with you guys, it doesn't really matter. Spielberg, listen to me. 
All you need to know is it's Dick Tracy and you get somebody of the likes of an Al Pacino playing the lead villain. It doesn't matter which one you pick. They're going to crush it and you're going to want to crush you like a cockroaches. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be amazing. Right. And you get you get somebody like a Madonna now in my realm, gentlemen. And I'll be honest, this is kind of the, the feeling with all my movies. They should have happened soon after the movie, the first movie. This should have happened soon after. You could have you could have cast some of some of the same folks that did make it through the movie, right? But mm-hmm. you need that breathless Mahoney type energy, right? Yep. And Warren Beatty had the good energy. You had you had the kid. He was still in his prime. You could have you know got that while he was still a young kid and, and participated. I, I'm shocked that that one didn't have some type of sequel. Um, because I yeah, love that, that movie. That's love a, that movie. that's interesting. Because you wonder, like, did they even at least have talks about it? Yeah. Because because the way they left it, like they almost left it, like we're going to do another one. Yeah. But but maybe it was something just that kind of fell apart. They couldn't afford the other actors. Who knows? But because I thought it was it did yeah. pretty well, like commercially, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, so I remember seeing the movie in the theater, and I I owned. You know, I forced my parents to purchase a lot of the toys for me. You know, we were like nine, ten. The little watch. I never had the watch, but I liked the little the figures. You know, like the little gangster guys, and you'd have Dick Tracy and and uh, the blank who who is breathless Mahoney, but she kind of becomes like the secret hero and it kind of assists dick tracy a little bit in some ways mm-hmm. and then you got the kid who's helping uh dick tracy couldn't do it on his own the the mobsters were too much uh for one man to handle even the the likes of a great dick tracy but i love the the figures i love the color of the the movie yes. like the the vibrant colors it was very yeah. like comic book jump off the page like a comic book yep. exactly and well, so played. I'm with you. I didn't think the story was so great. And you I, shut your mouth. I, and I sound <laughs> here. I am. I'm like I'm like nine. I'm like nine years old. Judging the story of, of the film. You know, I only watch international films. Um, That's it. Yes. <laughs> I like silent films. Yeah. I sip I'm, on my uh, soda. You know, I'm <laughs> just sitting around watching foreign films all day. But um, That's right, the Cannes Movie Festival didn't show the, that one. What I did love was the characters, and I loved yes. the bad guys. It's the best. Flat top the brow Flat top he was oh, the best yes. mumbles uh there mumbles. was a whole bunch of them and i so i i tried to collect all of the bad guys uh not i didn't i didn't really care to have the dick tracy yeah, the bad guys were the cool ones you're right yeah, yeah, were they the were cool ones. they were and yeah so it, you're exactly right it had to have been a hit and even if it wasn't like a box office smash the the merchandise alone because i remember it was similar to like a batman where you would it, you went to a fast food chain they had dick tracy cups yes. they had yeah. uh dick tracy tchotchkes that you know that you could get with your uh, happy meal or whatever uh and so it was all over the place it was very very limelight and so yeah, i'm with you mark it's 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 not only deserving of a sequel uh, especially if they would have followed it up very quickly, but also uh, surprising that they didn't do one. Now, part of me wonders, Warren Beatty, the main character, Madonna, one of the main characters, 
What happened? They fell in love. That's right. They were doing it. Ooh. They were doing it. When they weren't all this. You know this what I'm talking be illustrated. about. <laughs> right. That's right. The international sign for doing it. That's, That's right. Exactly. Color me bad. Let's talk about sex. That's what they were talking about when they were not rehearsing their lines. So we all know that that, that relationship did not work out. Did that have? Oh. Did that play a role? Good call. That play a role. In- now, I, I will say this. I, in working with the research team, they did inform me that actually Warren Beatty does own the rights to Dick Tracy. And there was some back and forth with him and the Tribune studio about creating another one. And it's interesting. Um, it's been nice to get this a couple of days ago, guys. <laughs> they just handed me a piece of paper. Slackers. Unbelievable. Uh, so apparently Mr. Beatty told a crowd at the Hero Complex Festival in 2011, I'm going to make another one. I think it's dumb talking about movies before you make them. I just don't do it. It gives you the perfect perfect excuse to avoid making them. So he did actually have some intention. Now, as I'm reading here very quickly, it looks like there was maybe a, a, a thought. that There was a clause in the contract that if he didn't make it, uh, uh, anything Dick Tracy related after a certain period of time, the rights would fold back to the company. Oh, okay. But he kind of extended his, he kept saying like, well, I want to make it. And then it never happened. I want to make it. And then it never happened. So there's probably some legalese going on there, but warn, do the right thing. Give up the rights, man. It's time. <laughs> and here's Let my guess. Let a new Dick Tracy come into play here. Right? Shiloh LaBeouf. Yeah, they'll probably they'll do one here in like ten years because they're running out of ideas, and it'll be yeah. Shia LaBeouf. You nailed and we'll it. We'll get Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga yep. to play go. uh, Breathless Mahoney. Mahoney. There we go. Yep. There we go. We and the, and the bad guy will be uh, Robert Pattinson or something. So there you go. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Ben Affleck. <laughs> Which you know what? Turns out he's just a bad guy. Exactly. Yeah. Just a bad guy in general. Just a bad guy. <laughs> oh, that is a great right out the gate, Sweetwater. Yeah. Nailed it, my friend. Man, now with your reaction, I'm oh, man, wow, the big shoes there. Big shoes for big no pressure, for gentlemen. Mr. B. All right, Mr. B. Pressure's on. What movie? Here's your shot. You're talking to the big wigs. Okay. Pitch it, baby. Pitch it. Sell it. And, and, no and I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll start start talking in the first 30 seconds. But get out of here. Hey, remember <laughs> your ABCs. Always be closing. Closing. Yep. All right, Baldwin. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go with and bi- and we are some of our pre production meetings. We we're like, don't just say a movie because you like it. I'm going to go with Spaceballs. <laughs> Spaceball. Oh, I knew really? that was going to be on the list. We talked yeah. about that pre-show. Wait, I knew that was going to be on the list. Did you pick Spaceballs yes. because of our co- – what? No, no, I picked Spaceballs because – It was already going no. to be your pick? I, that, yeah. if, if I could have texted you a guess of what I thought Mr. B was going to pick, Spaceballs would have made that list. And I just I, happened I, to randomly pick that one in our yes. conversation. You of, know why that is? Because that was my how- number four. That was my number four choice. <laughs> but let me explain why here. What so do you do Spaceball. about the John Candy problem? Well, that is a problem. But again, I also was thinking that if they should have redone, they should have redone it like a couple years after it came out. Was my yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. And they could have done they could have done a couple different things here. They could have done because if you remember, uh, the bad guys ended up on an island with a bunch of talking apes. Uh, you could have you could have followed that story, like them trying to get revenge, or you could have followed the story of uh, Lone Star and Barf are like on to a new adventure. And, and what you could do is you could steal ideas from 
the other Star Wars films and mimic those ideas, but make it a comedy spoof. So you can kind of go two different ways with that in terms of remaking it. But I, again, I, I think it didn't do great in the box office. So maybe their thought is like, do we really want to spend money for cult a sequel to classic? Oh, it's definitely a cult classic. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, again, as a kid, love Spaceballs. And as a kid, I was like, oh man, I could write a, a sequel right now. I think even <laughs> me and my brother probably even try to rewrite one ourselves and Do it, it just ended up being a bunch of scribbles, but Spaceballs, there's so many Space things you could have done with it. And again, I'm thinking like it came out in 87, you do a sequel in like 89. May the Schwartz be with you. Yeah. So Spaceballs, it's a great are you, movie. Are you Balls telling me, Mr. B, that you and one of the brothers, Drew, did storyboard ideas for Spaceballs too? I feel like we did. Storyboard. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, love I mean, it. hey, we're a creative group. That's right. That's true. We were like, we we're like, oh, what if they did this? Like, all right, so, you know, kind of the end, like he, he's about to get married to uh, Princess Vespa, but like, what if, <laughs> <laughs> like, what if, like, then they, they cut to that scene and something happens, Dark Helmet shows up and he tries to thwart the wedding and then shenanigans ensue. See? Boom, you guys are already laughing. Yeah, this is great. This yeah, is just great. the names of the characters. Like, <laughs> Spaceballs didn't have to try very hard. It was just so well put together. I, well, I, I feel like that would have been a no-brainer for, especially as many Star Wars movies that have come out. You could mock, look at Marlon Wayans. He's been mocking horror movies. Yeah. A new one just came out like last yeah. year. That dude's worth like $50 million probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh man. Well, and, and, awesome. and if I were to be a part of the creative process and get in with the with B and the the brothers Drew, I would I would start saying maybe we allow Star Trek to start like kind of Boom. creeping in. You can even and do maybe that there's too. some kind of competition going on. Oh, see this it, this stuff writes itself. It yeah, really you start cross referencing, and you're like, why is this? Who's this Captain Kirk? Right. But instead, he's like Captain Jerk or something. And Captain and- Jerk. <laughs> yeah, you, you have a you have a Mister Spock type character, but make the ears incredibly large, like like bigger than Yoda ears. Oh right? yeah, like comically huge. Right. There you go. There you go. So yeah, Spaceballs clearly was mine. Again, I'm pitching it that I think they should have done it right away. I think you don't do one now because you can't do one now. It had to have been done back in like the late 80s, early 90s. You do it late 80s, early 90s. Here's the deal. John Candy turns you down. Zach Galifianakis. Boom. You just throw him in. Boom. Maybe he's or, got or, even, or even if, if you did it early 90s, Chris Farley. Ooh, think about that, that for a second. would have been a good choice playing the barf that character a or a, another version of him like he's his brother instead of barf his name's ralph or something <laughs> farb yeah. yeah i'm like oh, big I'm big nick's it. mind is blown i'm loving this he he, he went from pre-production eh, to we can do this guys but here's the thing another i right john candy turns you down chris farley Step right in. People love it. Rick Moranis turns you down at the same time. David Spade, step right in. Nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) David Spade, we know you're listening. Let's make it happen. Make it happen. We're we're trying to get work for you, sir. All right. Great. Off to a wonderful start. I'm going to go a different route here. Um, I'm going to go with Fight Club. Okay. So. Oh, yeah. 
and here's for a lot of reasons. First of all, the end, it's not really clear what is going to happen after <laughs> the fact, right? Like we we see we yeah, like see, that guy's going to prison. <laughs> yeah, our main character, he's probably going to go to prison. But he thinks that Tyler Durden is holding a gun to his head, and it turns out he's holding a gun to his own head, and then he pulls the trigger, blows a hole in his cheek, is unsuccessful in the suicide. Uh, he's got the, the smoke coming out the side of his face, and then his, his girlfriend uh, grabs his hand. And um, it, it, so the, it, any number of things could have happened after this situation. Let's say he goes to prison. Well, we do know that the Edward Norton character has the ability to rally the troops. Like he could easily form a fight club in prison. Start a fight club in prison. Yeah. I was about to or, say or you, thing. what if you go yeah. the whole like m- mental illness route? And, Which clearly you know, there was some. Yeah, like you know, like, like, <laughs> like a stretch. Because if you remember that last scene, like the building started collapsing, so yes. it's like, dude, you have international terrorism yeah. charges. Like you're not just going to prison; you're never leaving. But there's like all those kind of routes you could take with that. Good call, buddy. How many people did he harm and kill in his in his in his quest for anarchy? A lot. And A lot. and it, like so, the Edward Norton character. One thing that's interesting is like he doesn't have a an official name, right? Yeah. He, his character has no name. The the they never tell us his name. He uses some aliases during different support groups and things that he goes to. We know that Tyler Durden is his like alter ego, but is his real he wouldn't refer to Tyler Durden as the narrator if he shared the same name as the guy. Uh, And then like I mean, there's a million things you could do with the way that they left that story. You could even remove the Edward Norton character entirely and make him like Mm -hmm. this mythical a godlike figure to all the ones that uh, the underlings that he taught Ooh, there you uh, go, and they, man. and they kind of like worship him and spread the word in, in more anarchy. Uh, yeah, you could, go, you you go. could go a complete spinoff where none of even the original characters are in it. And it's That's like right. all these other little fight clubs start springing up and it could be the government trying to fight against the, the fight clubs. The only it, bad thing is you would not get more meatloaf because sadly he passed away. And remember, his name was Robert Paulson. His name, his name, his name was Robert, was Robert, Robert Paulson. Paulson. His name was Robert was Paulson. Robert Paulson. Yes. I, 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 it makes me think, this is just an out-of-the-box thought here, gentlemen. This probably applies to a lot of our choices here. With any of these, it makes me wonder how many scripts were written to, to pitch sequels to some of these. And oh, either yeah. the actors or the studios went... Nah, yeah, because nope. nope. I'm, I'm sure it happened. It's like it, at some point it hit a wall, either because you couldn't get on someone on board, or like that's a terrible mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, because you- I mean, think how big some of these movies are, and to 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 think that it, a lot of these actors would be like, I don't want any more money. I'm good. I, I'm all set. I think I made enough off of that movie. I'd like not to repeat that success. I, what is more likely in my mind is they looked at the script and said, that's shit. That's not going to be the same as the original. And, and I wonder too, mm-hmm. like, like, cause that movie was based off a book. I think it's ha- even harder to do a sequel because an author spent probably years writing this very in-depth book. And then it's kind of hard to be like, Oh, we have to wait five years for you to write another book. Or do we just try to do some crappy spinoff? So that could have been part of it, too, because the author, maybe he owned rights to it. Yeah, we don't want to soil the gem that we put out there already yeah. by by just just 
peddling out some crap and trying to force feed it to you. And you're right. That one gets difficult for a number of reasons. You got you got the author of the book Fight Club. Maybe he's not willing to play. You got the screenplay writer who has to adapt the book. Maybe maybe if you lose him, you're like, ah, it's going to be no good. And then you got David mm-hmm. Fincher, the director, who if he's not on board, maybe maybe it's not getting done at all. So yeah, you're you're exactly right, Mark. That's very interesting to think about the the number of scripts or the meetings or what have you yeah. about because and how close the, they got. Right. Yeah, and, right. And, like maybe they got close to it. And they it might was, even have uh, had like a script it, ready and it's like we yeah. couldn't get anyone on board and we couldn't and get financing. Get and it's that's well, sort of like the behind the scenes stuff that's fascinating. Fight Club was both a box office success and a cult following. Like and, yeah. and you know, it's and it maintained its its success through DVD sales and mm-hmm. through syndication on on uh cable networks. Yep. Yeah, I mean I think even in the box office it did well over a hundred million, I thought. Yeah. Sixty it's estimated sixty-three to sixty-five million dollar budget, a hundred and one million at the box office. So yeah, so yeah. so the, the investors made money. They did absolutely. They did. All I right, absolutely. I love it. All right, good start. Now we are on to round number two. Round number two, Sweetwater Mark, you are up first, my friend. So you call him Doctor Sweetwater Mark, Doctor. <laughs> According to Sweetwater, I have my doctorate in buying stuff I don't need. Um, (laughs) So, again, gentlemen, I struggle here between my one and two, but uh, but we're going to go with my number two because we have the show must go on. So, the end of the first movie of this um, franchise, which I can't even call franchise because it was a single movie. You know what I mean. The end of this first movie. Ended in a perfect way in my mind to have a sequel. And the movie is a comedy, absolutely hilarious. And if you guys remember, it's not just the ending of the movie, the the ending ending, the all the way to the credits ending involves blues traveler playing a live concert with a Amish house being built. Yeah. But that would be one kingpin with Woody Harrelson. He loses, right? He loses at the end, the bowling tournament. So to me, but he, but he got a, he got a, uh, endorsement with Trojan condoms. He did. <laughs> He did get the Trojan condom endorsement. To me, there was so much meat left on the bone because this movie, I mean, like Kingpin is one of those movies that I don't know if I go more than three to four minutes without cracking up laughing. Like it's just hit after hit after hit. I mean, it's endless. And I have to feel like they had things that hit the scrap floor it could have been repurposed and made into a sequel. So you've got some, you could just bring back the same type of showdown. And if you, if you've got the same hilarity, it's not even going to matter. It's not even really about the the plot with that movie. It's just the fact that it was so hilarious. Right. So to me, I've got Kingpin as my number two, um, Bill Murray, Woody Harrelson, Dennis, Dennis Quarry, you bring back, bring, put the band back together. We're living life. We're living large. Again, don't wait too long. Should have happened 
two years, right. three years after the original, and you're off and running. I guarantee it's successful. But uh, that's what I got. Love, Love it, the pick. And of course, as soon as you started to describe the Blues Traveler scene, or we we all immediately knew uh, what you're talking about. What what a great movie! And that was one that I did not see in the theater. And it was one of those. It, it came out at a time I think in my late teenage years where TV was like the furthest thing from my mind. Right, you're always out running around doing other things. And I think I was over at a buddy's house, and it was. Uh, couple of years after it was out and it was it was through a through a good case of beer that i watched that movie for the first <laughs> time and laughed my ass off and i and i remember sitting there about 30 minutes into it going why the hell didn't i know about this movie right like i mean i love <laughs> i love all the the characters and the actors in that movie so great pick kingpin for sweetwater marks number two b mr b give us the two what do you got so this one was tough because it pains me a little bit too. Because on one hand, I cringe that they would ever redo it, but I'm going to go with the Goonies. Ooh. Oh, I almost picked the Goonies. And so, again, this can go two routes as well. You could have done a remake soon thereafter, where like the Fratellis get out of prison and yep. try to seek revenge on the kids, or you go like 20 years later. They're adults. Now and somehow they get into some shenanigans, like they all meet up for some reunion and get trapped and have to solve some kind of riddle. You can kind of go two routes with that. Yes, because I'm getting as a, and I'm just going Absolutely. back to again. I know we talked about. I love the Goonies, and I was like, I need more Goonies. Make more, more Goonies. goonies. In my life. Make more Goonies. But I, even if you remember the way they left at the end, like the ship, uh, one eye Willie's ship, kind of just starts floating out in the ocean. And then they just kind of leave it at that. Like, all right, he didn't sign the, the ending scene. He just yeah. sails off. Or or you could do a spinoff sequel, The Life and Times of Sloth. Dude. Oh, yeah. Living or with, the, with Chunk because Chunk yeah. says he's going to take him in. Like, yeah. it's okay, buddy. You're going to come live with me. That Your family mistreated you for all these years. We are best friends now. I will take you under. See, it's interesting. Role reversal, right? Mm -hmm. Chunk goes under the wing of Sloth. To, to defeat the bad guys. Now, true best friend, Chunk, sloth under his wing. Come to my house. Let's eat ice cream together for the rest of our days. <laughs> See, imagine that spinoff. It could just be called The Goonies. Or it could be Chunk and Sloth, a Goonies uh, sequel. Just scene after scene of eating ice cream and watching yeah. uh, <laughs> Cindy Lauper music videos. <laughs> yeah, of course, Cindy Lauper's got to be on board. Yes. But of course. Man, that might have been the holdup. That might have been yeah. the holdup. Maybe Cindy Lopper's like, ah, I'm, 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 I'm goonied out, but <laughs> oh, screw it, we're done. <laughs> Shut it down. So yeah, there's like, there's five routes we could have went then, but I, yeah, I like that one too. That's pretty good. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Goonies. I could do 15 elevator pitches with that one. I love it. I love it, and I think it's an easy sell for obvious reasons. Good pick there, Mister B. All right. Back around a big Nick here. I'm going to go with a movie. I'm not sure if you guys, I think both of you have seen this movie. It's a more recent movie than some others on our list. It's a film. You know, it's so good. We, we must call it a film. It's a um, film. It's a film. That's right. And uh, it's from 2021, a movie called Nobody. Uh, oh, this, yes. This was a surprise movie to me. Like, 
I I remember it coming out and having very little interest to see the movie. Now I do like Bob Odenkirk, uh, but him being mm. an action in an action movie just didn't, was a hard sell to Big oh, Nick. Very much so, but I he fucking killed it in that movie. I watched that movie and I must have texted like eight different people and said, "You gotta see Nobody. It's a surprisingly." awesome movie it's very much a dude movie like you're not going to get you're probably not going to get your wife or girlfriend to sit with you and enjoy the movie because i it was his description in some interview that i heard that sold me to watch it he's like he's like it's it starts off as a surprise action movie and then each action scene just keeps getting more and more absurd as the movie goes along. <laughs> and it, it is true to form as he described it. Now, what's so cool is it's revealed at, at the end of the movie or toward the end of the movie who some of these characters really are and have mm-hmm. been in their past lives. Well, that opens up the idea and the gates, the floodgates to all kinds of wonderful ideas and interpretations of what the future could hold. Because remember, he is feeling down and out in his in his life that he's adapted to or trying to adapt to for over the course of many years. And he's like down and out. His his love life with his wife has lost its spark. He's got no respect from his kids, uh, his job. He could take it or leave it. And it turns out this, the person that he's been running and hiding from for so long is who he really is true in his heart. And surprise, that's who his wife wants him to be, too. And then so his buddies, his old cohorts come out of the woodwork to help save his ass near the end. Ooh, they could go back in business together, taking down some of the worst criminals that this world has ever produced. I, I, this is one I think that one sequel, fairly easy to do. Two or three, not a problem. Well, it wasn't he like probably the equivalent of like a cleaner? Like he would like clean up messes, and so yeah, like they even left it open. Like they were looking at a house, and then he got a call. Hmm. And he's like, all right, or like I'll be there or something. So like, boom, you move on to the next thing. And then shenanigans ensue. Maybe his wife is involved in the family business, if you want to call it that. Well, because they kind of hinted that she might have had some involvement in that yep. world. I mean, she knew who he was and what yeah. his past life was made up of. But that was to me. And I think part of the reason why I'm pushing that one, it was a hit at the box office. It was a low budget movie, surprisingly. Typically, action films are not. Uh, Sixteen million was the budget. Whoa, and that's really low for a twenty-two. That's super I th- low. I think that this was one of those movies that the that the the actresses and actors got the script and they were all like, "Yeah, I'll take a pay cut to be in that movie." Like, I don't, I don't think that wow. the the cast was paid. I think big time. I think it was one of these ideas like, "Let us build this movie, build this little world that your characters will live in, and if we have to pay on the back end, we pay on the back end." Fifty-seven million at the box office, so it made good money. That's yep. about f- look state school math. Forty-one million. Well, it's easy it, for Big Nick to do. Plus, that came do. that came out mid-COVID. So imagine pre-COVID, it probably would have done even better. And you know what? I I think that that kind of stomped on the success. I mean, I, I say stomped on the success. It had success. But can you imagine the success if we were seeing movies in the theater at the time? Yep. Yeah, I, I watched that movie actually at uh, my good friend's house. They have like a home theater in their basement. 
And so I think we bought it off Amazon for 20 bucks and watched it there. So, yeah, I have not seen that movie, gentlemen. So I'm going to have to put, this that man. On my, I'll put that on my list. I haven't even watched it. What's the series that he was in? Uh, Better Call not, Saul. Better Call Saul. I haven't even seen Better oh, Call Saul. Oh, dude. So I, Better that, Call Saul those, is good, but nobody is a must see. Like it, I, I loved it. I, I, me too. I don't, I don't want to sound weird here, but it was one of my favorite movies of 2021. Agreed. And it was one of those movies that I was happy to recommend it to, like eager to recommend it to, especially your guy friends. This is kind of a guy yeah. movie. And I ended up watching it a couple of times, which I've told you guys here on the show. I'm not, yeah. not big into going back and watching movies again. Just talking about it right now makes me want to go see it again. <laughs> Good pick, man. I love it. And I wouldn't even have thought of that, but you're right. They left that perfect for sequel number two. And who knows? Maybe it's still going to happen. Maybe right. it will. Maybe Just they will. a little over two years old. Maybe we uh, maybe, maybe we end up seeing something happen after the uh, – I think they're working or getting ready to release uh, another season of Better Call Saul or maybe the final season. Um Maybe that's infringing on his availability. Could be. Could, Could be. be. But yeah, Bob Odenkirk, nobody. Uh, great movie. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that there will be a sequel. March. <laughs> Mr. Sweetwater himself. It's time to tell us and reveal your number one choice. Movie they should have made a sequel of. The movie that Sweetwater says, screw you. Big corporate so, America. I will make this movie myself if I have to. I will get out the old uh, the eight millimeter and film this movie myself. <laughs> I will do it myself. I, so I feel like this one is going to be a little controversial. Maybe Ooh, we like controversy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think this could be a little controversial. Um, I mean, I guess any of this is our own choice. But anyway, there's there's one quote that I think. You know, the, the premise of this movie was about, but again, it, it, it's not about the movies. Some of the movies I picked aren't about the strongest plot because I feel like that's that's where a lot of sequels fall on their face. The, the first movie has a really strong plot and they try to live up to it with the second movie and it falls falls flat. But the thing is, if you have good writers, you have good people behind it and you have good actors they can drive a bad plot to make a good movie. So the plot of the first movie really boiled down to where's the money Lebowski. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love it. And it's the Coen brothers. So like, how do you not come up with a sequel with Jeff Bridges, John Goodman? You can't do Steve Buscemi because you know, Carl didn't make it, but still at the same time, they end it and they talk about a little Lebowski coming along, right? The dude. And the, this this movie is so random. As long as he's holding a white Russian and him and him and John Goodman are getting into it, you could go a thousand directions with it, right? I mean, there's a thousand ways that something else weird could happen to this guy. That would just make for a very odd film where even today when people ask me, I'm like, you got to see The Big Lebowski. You've never seen it? And they're like, what's it about? I'm like, uh, you like just got to see it. Like you just, bowling? <laughs> it's I, about bowling, Nobody I fucks with the Jesus? I, I don't yeah. know what to tell you. <laughs> you, yeah. you just, 
you got to just go see it. Like, and, and I think that's the best kind of movie, you know? So I, I think to me, it's a shoe in um, for a sequel that, that should have happened soon after. Uh, it didn't, but there's still time. There's still time. There's there still is, time. is still time. And, but did you see the spinoff, uh, the Jesus, or I think it's called the Jesus, right? I did, I did not, not see the spinoff, but I, I know of it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it either because I think it was like a, a Showtime or it was some kind of network exclusive. And I think it remains that way, maybe HBO or something. But mm. for whatever reason, wh- whoever had the rights to it and whoever released it, I, I did not have that channel. So I've never seen it. And John Totoro, I love John Totoro. Oh, so, old John Totoro. And so, yeah, that that's probably one of my favorite pick. scenes from the whole movie. Him. Shining the ball. I mean, yeah. just, just the I weird, the, the weird moves he makes too. The way he like, uh, oh. yeah, gesticulates himself throughout the, 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 the part. But yeah, it, it's a yeah, that's a great the movie. battle stance that he's in. So i I was listening to I can't uh, maybe I was reading it. I don't know. But this John Goodman interview talking about his character and like whoever was doing the interview, maybe they're getting real artsy and fartsy with John Goodman on on his role in Big Lebowski. But they're like, how much did you allow the your own interpretation of your character's backstory to play and how and how you portrayed the character. And John Goodman, he goes, I was having such a good time on set. I didn't give two shits or, or two thoughts about the backstory of my character. That's even better. I'd love to hear that. Beautiful. Love that pick. And you know what? I knew I had a good feeling that would be on someone's list. And I, I was working hard to try to work it onto my list. But uh, here we go. Mr. B, your number one. So we've talked about this actor and we've talked about this movie multiple times. I'm going to go with Beetlejuice. Oh, Ooh. and is it happening? Is there one happening? I don't know. I've There was hints in the Twitter sphere, but I'm going back to if they would have done a remake close after the initial one came out. So the original yes. movie came out in 88. Like you do something in 90, because if you remember at the end, they left it where... Beetlejuice was in the afterlife waiting room. He stole that uh, witch doctor's number. They shrunk his head. And then the Dietzes were going to live with uh, the main characters kind of in harmony. Yep. So you could, you could go multiple routes where Beetlejuice figures out how to come back and kind of get revenge. On all of them. On the Dietzes yeah. and, yeah. Yeah, or you do a spinoff and it's just Beetlejuice. Like, what if you did the Beetlejuice, the origin story? Ooh, like how did he end up being Beetlejuice? That would be awesome, right? Yeah, that would be, I think, even better. Like, I love yeah. the origin. Now, if we if we go after the fact rather than origin story, how long does the head shrinking curse last? Is he is his head small for the entirety of the second movie? <laughs> well, see, I think that's where you need some good writing. Like maybe like he runs into another witch doctor that gives him regular head potion, and his head goes back to normal. Um. And then you run that route, but I, even as I'm thinking about it, like the origin story of Beetlejuice, like, you know, how did he end up being that dude with the creepiness and the, you know, whatever? You could go so many routes. I love it. Well, and according to his story, that at least what he what he tells to uh, the 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 two dead people that that 
he's trying to get them to hire him. When he's like rattling off his credentials, he's he says that he's been dead for a couple hundred years, right? That's like, what I mean. So that, how awesome that'd be! Like, oh, he was around like in the, you know, like 14th Knights of the century. Round Table time or yeah. something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you could, and again, you kind of keep it comedy dark, so it could mm-hmm. be kind of funny of showing him going through the ages and. Yeah, I mean, and plus, again, going back to it, Beetlejuice was just an awesome movie, so it's like, I need some more Beetlejuice. Remake something. Or you can, go, you can get really weird, do the, you guys remember Otho? Otho. Otho the, was the, the son of a bitch. Yeah, the designer. Yeah, the, or you just be like, all right, we'll do the origin story of Otho, why he's such a dick. say, <laughs> 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 Come here, Rat Boy, we're going to have some laughs. So... <laughs> I absolutely don't say love you've that never choice. seen Beetlejuice. No, 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 no. God, no. <laughs> I you will guys kick should you throw right me the off junk. the show if I said, yeah, I, I, I would expect my resignation papers to be uh, written for me if I said that. No, I, so Beetlejuice 2 is happening, um, but I still love the choice. And the reason I love me the too. choice is what you're saying, Mr. B, is when it should have been made. Yes. But what I, what I also love, if you don't mind me throwing it in, is Please a do. couple quotes from Michael Keaton about the actual Beetlejuice 2 that's happening. He said, Beetlejuice is the most fucking fun you can have working. It's so fun. It's so great. And you know what it is. We're working it exactly like we did the first film. Burton and I were talking about it years and years ago, never telling anybody. We both said we're doing it many times. We both agreed. If it happens, it has to be done as close to the way we made it the first time. Making stuff up making stuff happen, improvising and riffing, but literally handmade stuff like people creating things with their hands and building something. Fucking great. It's the most fun I've had working on a movie, and I can't tell you how long. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited they're going to do it. Again, I still think they should have done one yes, 100%. earlier, but hey, big kids. He's only 71. Yeah. I mean, hey, <laughs> and CGI dude, and makeup. Keaton, he can pull off Batman at 70, 71. He can pull off yeah. Beetlejuice easy. If you can pull off Batman at, at, at 70, you can pull off Beetlejuice easy. Right. And, and you know what? I love uh, God bless that that Timothy Burton guy. Right. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, for the first like 10, 12 years of my life, my two favorite, my three favorite characters of all time were from Burton movies. Michael Keaton, Batman, Beetlejuice and Jack Nicholson, the Joker. I mean, those three were my favorite. And it, you know, look, hey, you want you want the scoop? You follow you follow TCGNIC on Twitter. You follow at the Big Kids Show because we were tweeting about uh, potential Beetlejuice number two coming out. And I, you know what? I need to know the release date because I'm going to clear my calendar for that entire week. <laughs> It's hey, 2024. That's all we know. The problem is we're gonna have to take the research team. It's gonna get real expensive in the theaters. It is. Those those guys are really rude and they they throw popcorn. But do we have hey, to take the interns though? Or? Well, they can pay for their mm-hmm. own, but everyone else, God. you know, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of in their contract. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote those contracts? They're fine. That was me. Sorry, guys. Yeah, way to go. <laughs> I was a wannabe lawyer. You, you, we'll let you cover their costs. <laughs> Beetlejuice, great pick. And you know what? Hey. Tim Burton, great segue into the Big Nick number one pick. I went with the, I believe this came out in 2019. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, another new one. A couple newbies. 
A movie with the uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. I would like to see oh. a sequel to Joker, and and here and I love like so. I grew up kind of a Marvel guy for the most part, and and not not so much Avengers, you know, but more X Men, Spider Man, that kind of thing. But in the DC realm, loved Batman, always loved Batman, and if I had to pick only one comic to ever exist for the rest of time it would be Batman and Batman movies going forward. So uh, this falls into the the DC realm to the Batman universe. Uh, and, and here's the thing, like with some of my favorite movie franchises, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend like the Halloween movies, like every one of them's a, a gangbusters work. Uh, some of them are downright terrible movies, but I love the franchise and I love the Batman franchise. And I love the idea of these different kind of timelines, like you can follow a certain timeline with one franchise or you don't necessarily have to watch them in order because there are uh, different routes that you can take with each one. And so we kind of know the different routes you can take with the Batman timeline. I want to see a great creative route for the Joker character in his timeline because we already see the joker in several movies prior to joker movie coming out in 2019 right we got we see him in suicide squad we see him in the in the old tim burton batman we see him in the dark knight uh, rises so there, i mean it just goes on and on and i love i love that idea of filling out that character and really laying down the roadmap of that character in their existence and the things that they they did uh so and i i th- this joker movie was a was a very much a different a, a f- kind of a hard left turn i think yeah uh, much from more what we much more mental health mental illness yeah but we could start to see how it's veering into the Joker that we've kind of always known and fell in love with, right? He's getting more chaotic as as the movie progresses, and not only just himself, but he's rallying the troops now, right? Now he's becoming very dangerous, uh, this uh, this harbinger of chaos, right? The, this arbiter of chaos. So uh, I know that they are making another one. I, I I figured that out late today, but um, it was it it was on my list and will remain on my list regardless. There's nothing wrong with that. I, just one question, Big Nick: How would you feel if the sequel was a musical? Is that what they're going to do? It's going to be a musical. Oh no, are they really? <laughs> well, that's not so the idea I'm pitching. They confirmed <laughs> oh, uh, no. that Lady Gaga is going to be Harley. Oh, yeah, hang on, you mean Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga, Gaga is going to yeah. be Harley Quinn, and yes, they have sense. confirmed it is going to be a musical. Which I don't know how I feel about. Are uh, we sure it's not going to be both? Can you do? Can you do like I a? Guess music? you could do a. I guess you could do a both. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I, I like that, that. Maybe they're going to get really weird and creative with it. But yeah, when you first I mean, said that, I'm like, ugh, I don't know. The first, the first movie was definitely a left hand turn. I actually watched it on a flight. Um, the first time and it was not what I expected, but it was good. It was really yeah. good. And it was kind of cool to see that. And you're right. It's, it's kind of like the beginning of an evolution, but big Nick, I have a feeling I like your pitch better than one that ends up as a musical, but let's see. So I did see October 4th, 2024 is the 
tentative scheduled. Oh, wow. So, so we so got a while to wait. They've already yeah. finished filming. Filming wrapped in April, um, three days before my birthday. But is Joaquin um, Phoenix going to play, continue yep. to play the Joker? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I would assume. And we yep. and De Niro. De, well, De Niro got shot, right? Maybe he's yeah, not. De Niro's so- not. Um, there is um, Zazie Beats was in negotiations to repri- reprise her role as Sophie uh, Dumond. Uh, I don't know about the rest, um, but yeah, because Joaquin Phoenix is not known for musicals. Uh, he did. Exactly. He did that one weird movie that was like. Did you guys see that? Where it's like a mockumentary uh, where he's pretending to. To leave acting to become a rapper, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that mockumentary. Kudos to those people that put I that. I thought that was real when it first. Got I did too. Case, I was like, "Whoa, he's turned into a rapper!" Like what? Casey Affleck, I think, put that together, and I was like, <laughs> "I'm watching it for the first time." I'm like, "Oh, I knew it was going to happen." Joaquin's oh, done coked out himself, man. and he's done. <laughs> he's, he's done. He's he's completely lost it. He's, he's really fallen off now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great oh, picks, guys. Stuff. So we got Mark. He's picking. Dick Tracy, Kingpin, Big Lebowski. Got to make sequels of those three. Mr. B says, you know what? How about some Spaceballs, Goonies, and Beetlejuice? We're going to make some sequels of those. And you know what? I got my picks as well with uh, Nobody and Joker. And I can't even remember the third one that I picked. But thank you for tuning in to another great big kids show and listening to all of that nonsense all of that nonsense you just heard coming out of our big faces and enjoyed that is just proof more proof that we are all just big kids